The following is paid programming. The views, claims, and opinions of this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Zone Sports Network, its management, or staff. It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning. It is Utah Car Sense. I am Austin Horton. Eric Jensen producing for us today. Across from the table from me, though, is not Jeff Miller. It's George Roska. Good to be here. Welcome back to the arena, sir. Excellent. Yeah, it's nice being in person. You've been in. You've been back in person uh, the last time we yeah. did, but it's it been a, it months. was a couple months ago. Yeah. You know, we've we've been a little busy. You and I, we we couldn't quite get our schedules to <laughs> to, to match. Well, that's the the crazy world of uh, of uh, car stores these days. And, yeah, and my, why is it crazy? And having you know, I've got a, another one on the way coming December, and life is always busy. Oh, congrats! I didn't know that. That's oh, awesome. you didn't? No, oh, no, no, no. Right, yep. fantastic news. Yep, we got COVID in February and saw too much of each other, and uh, now you we know, have I always baby said that coming. <laughs> there's gonna be a baby boom. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we haven't lined up you and I, but now we're, good to have you here. Good to be uh, with you in person. And George is the general sales manager of the Midtown store, 3535 South State. I, when I uh, got my windshield fixed a few weeks ago, yeah, I was at the Midtown store, but you were off that day. You texted me, and Even I was that off. that day we couldn't I know, I know. That's why I said we couldn't quite get our schedules to match. We haven't seen each other, but um, how was that experience? I mean, it's never awesome. fun getting a broken windshield, right? You, you don't want to say it's awesome to have your windshield broken, but yeah. Um, it's it was it painless was it what did, did we do a good job there I, I know you texted me but i want to hear i have our listeners here how it went yeah so uh we 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 it wasn't broken it was chipped and we were afraid that it was gonna you know expand and but we have that maintenance package that we pay for oh did you get the the protection yeah you gotta get the protection with these the days. eyesight camera and or stereo yeah. cameras you you just want to make sure that you're not paying 1500 bucks no. For a cracked windshield. No, that's not fun to come yeah. out of pocket with that. But I'm glad to hear you had the protection. And, and the other part you, that you want to make sure with the eyesight system and with a lot of these uh, pre-collision systems is that you get the OEM glass, right? Because it has to be a certain clarity level. And right. if it's not, it can cause safety problems and, and, and issues with your eyesight. So you definitely want to make sure you stay with OEM. Well, we it was painless. It was quick. We, got, we had actually uh, two or three different local companies that reached out to us to try and uh, get us they were going to come meet us places but we also had our tune-up that was due so we did it all in one swoop okay uh josh uh, of jw windshield uh-huh amazing incredible work incredible guy so fun to talk to shout out to josh it took him minutes it was really really well done uh and by the way he before he had told me before i he and i made the connection that i actually had the the coverage the price he was going to charge me out of pocket was very, very low anyway. So even if I hadn't had, for a chip, for repair, a chip, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jose in the maintenance bay and the crew there, in and out. I thought I'd be there for a couple hours. I was there for twenty, thirty minutes tops. Awesome. From t from 
entering the parking lot to leaving the parking lot. Great job, team. It was awesome. It was great. Well, it was and, really a, and, and you mentioned it was just a chip, but you yeah. want to get those chips filled, especially in the heat. That Right now we're getting the cooler nights starting to come up. So mm-hmm. that, that change in variation in temperature, that's going to crack your windshield. And, and, and there goes, like you said, $1,500 if, if you don't have that protection. So get, get it in. Get your oil change done. Get your, uh, your, your windshield chips fixed, and uh, we'll get it all taken care of at Mark Miller Subaru. And grab a sandwich or something at yes, the cafe at the there. STI cafe. <laughs> love so love cool. the, the food there. Uh, so there you go, Midtown Store. And, of course, you guys still offer the, uh, the pickup drop-off services as well. Uh, Absolutely. If, if, if you're too busy, if life is just too too much right now going on with COVID, with work, with, or you don't want to, or you just don't want to come in. <laughs> we, I, I always think people like to come in and see us, you know, so I don't like to say that. But, <laughs> but well, I get it. I get it. We're not everybody's, you know, favorite place to go spend a Saturday afternoon. It's not that I don't enjoy seeing you guys or, or your stores are nice. It's just I have to put pants on to leave the house. <laughs> And if I don't have to put pants on, it's a win. That's that's the goal every day. There you go. Keep, My goal every day is to go pantsless. Keep so. your pants on, though. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. 855-340-ZONE. If you'd like to be part of the show this week, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, any question or comment or story you've got for us, 855-340-ZONE. Well, the good friends at Mark Miller Subaru have offered a free uh, standard oil change complete with pickup and drop-off. Within Excellent. 20 miles of each store. There you go. So if you if you want to come see us, c- come by, st- stop, and say hi. And if you don't, uh, take your pants off and <laughs> <laughs> get the car picked up and brought back to you. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, so everyone that calls in and shares with us will be entered into that drawing at the end of the show, 855-340-ZONE. There are a lot of people out there, George, who are considering selling their vehicle because the the pricing of used vehicles has never been better for the seller i keep hearing that but i'm not seeing it what do you mean well you hear it all there's so many people selling their cars oh. and, and and we get a couple but we always get a couple people come in and sell us their cars it's it's no more so than than usual so please if you've been thinking about it come see us we could use your car <laughs> and others that are then have sold their car or are in need of a new car and inventory industry-wide is is down it's it's tough to find yeah and so if you've got questions comments concerns george is the guy to ask and then i'll throw in my sarcastic uh, satire as well 855-340-ZONE open lanes open lines get in and talk with george today let's start there though george the used car pricing market uh i we have talked with jeff and i've talked with roger about this i want to hear from your perspective though a car that you may have had appraised appraised mm-hmm. a year ago with more miles on it now a year later is worth more dollars on the trade in most often than not yeah and and that is just because supply and demand you know you you have a lack of new inventory which then results in a lack of trade-ins on on newer model cars, right? So when I say most often than not, we're really talking about 2018s and newer. Sure. That's really where the the appreciation, if you will, has been in, in the value over the recent years. You know, your your 2000 Honda with 250,000 miles suddenly isn't worth $10,000, you know. But your 2018 with 30,000 is probably worth about $5,000 more. How dare you attack the memories I made in that 2000 Honda? I, I, I knew I was, I was cutting you deep there, but I had to. 
Oh, good riddance to that heap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but exactly. It's it's more often than not. It's, yeah. But there are. But we see it every day. I mean, you know, our, our, our software saves everything. So we see the value that, you know, we, we appraise cars sometimes a couple times over the course of a year. And we see cars increase in value month over month over month. Now, that's slowed, right? So we've, we've hit the peak and we're actually a little bit on the decline now. And I think I've read out there a lot of uh, experts in the industry are predicting, you know, the, the bubble to kind of pop here um, come September, October. As we get more new inventory on dealer lots and as production ramps up, I do think the the values will start to decline. I don't know about a full blown pop or or you know correction as that may be, but um, yeah, it's it's been crazy. You know, I've, I'm dating myself here a little bit, but I've done this for 15 years and I've never seen anything like it. Used cars don't appreciate in value. That's just not how it goes. <laughs> no, yeah. no, they're uh, not. They're not houses. <laughs> CNN Business said uh, that uh, used car pricing. Not not uh, trade in price, not what you're paying to bring those on the lot, yeah. but what people are paying to then take them home, was up thirty percent between March and June, the largest jump in nearly seventy years. Yeah, for used car appreciation, so it just does not happen. It does not happen. So no one that's been in this industry that's alive has seen this happen before. Is is basically what you're saying? So it went from so it was thirty percent over those three months. The the biggest uh, three-month, uh, uh, what, what should we call it, rise in prices in used car to that point was 12%. Yeah. So the the record was 12% for three months in appreciation for used cars, and it shot up to 30% from March to June. You now say that it's – there are some saying the bubble's going to pop. I like what you told me off air, though. That bubble's not going to necessarily explode and pop. But what was the word you used? It's going to deflate. It's going to deflate a little. Just a little bit. And what? What? that's bad news for the seller of the used car, maybe, but good news for the consumer. It's good news for the consumer, and it's good news for the industry. Because it's not healthy for the industry to have used car values appreciate 30%, right? And it's also not healthy for the industry or for the consumers to have used car prices that are higher on two, three-year-old cars with 30,000, 40,000 miles that are more than new cars. You know, so so just something to watch out for if you're in the market for a used car. It's not that you can't find a, a good value out there right now. You just have to make sure you do your homework. You have to look at what these cars sold for new and make sure that you're not paying more for a used one right now than what it sold for three years ago. Oh, that's very – and you could probably step into that pretty easily. Pr- pretty easily because here's, here's the kicker. Yeah. The book values – they're completely out of whack too. Oh yeah, it's a mess. Y- y- you yeah. know, you see you see trade in book values that are more than original MSRP on cars, and and that's where the consumers showing. Well, this car is two thousand dollars less than book. I'm getting a great deal. How much of this is a a market correction? Meaning, the consumer it got to a point where the the car purchasers went, that's way too much money for me to be spending on a used car, and so that's what then forces the prices to come back down. I, I definitely think that's part of it. And, and the other part is that, you know, the, the dealers themselves know. You know, we, we know as a Subaru store, we're not going to go out at auction and buy these used cars that are cost more than new because we can still get new cars from Subaru. You know, yes, we don't have a lot of inventory available on the ground, but we do still have inventory available. We can get you a car coming in. You don't have to go out and pay $5,000 more for a used one. Now, if you need it today, that's a different story. But Right. If you can... If you can uh, have a little patience, a little leeway, you'll get a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the ones I do feel bad uh, feel for are the ones who 
their car was totaled this morning and they need a car this afternoon. Yeah. I don't know what to tell them. Rent? I don't what what would be your best advice there? No, I mean ride we, share? We, we still have used cars that sure. that are again a good value. Um they're priced higher than they would have been a year ago, but they're still less than a new car. So if you are in that situation, if you don't have a, a new car available to you, don't don't panic, don't fret, you know, don't go out and just rent a car for a year, but just do your homework, you know, make sure you're you're doing the research, looking all over, to check, you know, unconventional sources, whether that may be KSL or, or other places if you can't find the, the car you're looking for, and and maybe renting for a month is the way to go, and then ordering a car. So yeah, okay, got so rent while the other car, while the car you want is coming it in. It is coming in. Yeah. Where do we sit on inventory coming in? It seems like it's getting better, but as we were just talking about, maybe there's a longer waiting line ahead of the it, ahead of you. It is getting better. That's the good news. the The bad news is it's not getting better as fast as we all would like it, right? So the industry, the the chip shortage is still persisting. Um, that that's getting better. However, you're seeing other um, supply constraints. Just this morning, I was reading that the third largest port in the world is currently shut down in China because of COVID case. Oh. China has a zero tolerance policy. They had one COVID case and they shut the whole thing down. The whole port? whole port is shut down. Everybody went, got tested. It's nice to see China having a zero tolerance policy all of a sudden yeah we're, we're doing things a little bit differently in this country but maybe if we had had that approach when this whole thing started <laughs> ah, anyway anyway can't can go back in time but th that's gonna still affect us you know um yeah, oh, th yeah. Th there's all these little Every industry not little just kinks the in the supply chains that people don't realize have big big effects and and that's where we're at is we're still trying to um, find our way out of the mess i wonder when those things happen when a port shuts down how much spoilage of goods there must be because you know there's got to be food or livestock or some uh, some kind of perishable item on oh, several sure of those is. ships yeah. that they can't they can't move they can't do anything well wasn't it is it the port of long beach where they have like 34 container ships waiting to offload right now oh i didn't wow and, and crazy it, and it's just yeah how, how much spoilage how many how much livestock is on those ships and just raw goods of any it's that have, that have a time yeah. strain on it so and, and then we wonder why the price of everything's going up <laughs> it's just, that's how that's economics 101 there uh everybody it's the uh what's the invisible hand thing that, that comes into play and, yeah ah supply and demand we've got a lot of demand not a lot of supply but if you can have a little patience we'll get you taken care of that's where it sits it does look like it's getting better you said the uh as i mentioned the from march to june the 30 percent rise it only went up 0.2% in July. So yeah. it, it looks it like we've ceiling. plateaued. Yeah, yeah. We, we've hit the ceiling. There's there's only so much that, that, like you said, people are willing to pay for, for used cars, and, and and that's not much more than new. <laughs> yeah. All right, our first call of the day, 855-340-ZONE. A reminder, everyone that calls in and shares a question, a comment, a story, will be entered into the drawing at the end of the show for the free standard oil change with pickup and drop-off within 20 miles of each store. 855-340-ZONE. Our first caller today is Alex. Good morning, Alex. Welcome to Utah Car Sense. Hey, Alex. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. What's going on today? Yeah, so I just I kind of have a weird situation. I wanted to see if you guys could give me some advice on, on what I need to do. So, um I, uh, I I bought a 2015 Hyundai Sonata from a, a dealership maybe about ten months ago, and um, a, about three or three three four weeks ago the engine stalled. 
um, in the middle of the in the middle of the road. So I got it towed to um, the dealership that I bought it from that I had uh, uh, bought it from because I got an extended warranty and and they looked at everything and and they uh, they decided that the the whole uh, engine needed to be replaced and. And uh, so they're doing that because I bought the extended warranty and the, and the warranty covers it. So I'm lucky that I don't have to pay for that. But they're telling me because they're so backed up, it, it, it could take uh, two to three months before it's fixed. And they're not they, they don't have any loaner cars available or anything. And so I'm I'm stuck without a car for two or three months. So I, I don't want to buy a new car because I'm going to have my car back. But I need a car to to, to go to work and I, you know, I, I travel a lot for my job and, and so I'm stuck in this weird spot. What is, is there anything I can do or. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. a, that's a tough one, Alex. Yeah. And, and we're kind of hearing that, you know, throughout that there's such a long way to get, you know, cars fixed, especially needing major repairs. Um, we've actually heard of cars getting totaled um, because they couldn't get parts in a timely manner to be able to fix the car. Really? So you're, you're not in, in, you know, in a unique situation. We've definitely heard of that. Would, and it's part of the whole. Would that be a, would that be a possibility to see if I could get the them to, to declare the car totaled and, and then get the insurance payout? That would be something you'd have to get your insurance involved. And, and I don't know okay. all the intricacies in that, but it's definitely worth a phone call. Um, the other okay. advice I was going to give you is to call your extended warranty company and see if part of the coverage that you have, if that includes any rental car reimbursement. Um, some do okay. and some don't. So re- re- look at your contract and see if that's stated there. And if not, just give them a call. Um, and it may be that you do have at least partial. Um, they may reimburse you you know, a certain dollar amount per day. Um, and it may just be good for you to just rent a car for a couple months as, as inconvenient as that is. Okay. What, do, okay, you, what cool. do you do for work that you travel so much, Alex? Uh, I, uh, I I do different insurance, so I, I have to I have to drive from business to business and and meet with the business owners and and then sell insurance. So it's just it's something I have to drive to do. Gotcha. So the bus won't cut yeah. it for you. Yeah. Yeah, a bus isn't going to be able to cut it for me or public transportation, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and I guess you could try and find a, a real low-budget pay cash uh, for a used car off of, like, KSL or whatever, but then watch it die yeah, the I'd, first day you've I'd, got it. Yeah. I'd probably say rent, yeah. rent a car rather than do that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just so you know, we do have rental cars available at Mark Miller Subaru if if you don't find a, a you know a good deal out there. Um, through, through How much her- is it? How much does it cost a day for you guys? Or? Um, I don't have the current. I, I know it does change. It, it is on our website if you go to markmillersubaru.com. Um, okay. Or, or you can just call down to the, the store and just ask for Brian, uh, Brian Naylor. He runs our rental department. Uh, shout out to Brian. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get you taken care of. Make sure you, um, you call your insurance or that warranty company, though. And yeah, see I, would, I, I would try that first, yeah. you know. Um, and then, yeah, maybe what? even your, your insurance company as well. One one more quick question with the situation. So the 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 dealership told me that I need to uh, because I'm getting a brand new engine and and all and all the parts that go along with that that they they recommend that I switch out uh, like I do a transmission service and then I, I switch out all the hoses and stuff so everything is new. Does that make sense um, or is that just a way for them to get some more money out of me or? Um. 
I am not a mechanic uh, or work in the service department, but I, if I was getting a new engine, I would probably want to make sure that, that everything else was up to par as well. So I don't think they're necessarily trying to sell you an add-on, um, but just make sure that, that whatever service you're buying, it's it's related to the, um, so the, the transmission one makes sense because it's related to the engine, the hoses and everything else makes sense. Um, and, and, okay. and they probably will do a good once over on the car as well. We, we do as well whenever we get a car in, we'll do a full uh, inspection and let you know what else it might need. Well, if they're telling you the brakes the air air conditioner all that that's not really well, and, and and that stuff might be covered under his warranty as well maybe so um, yeah. yeah so you know make sure that you know I'm, I'm so happy to hear that, that that it was taken care of you know and you're not having to come out of pocket um but just uh, ask to see if all that other stuff is taken care of by your warranty okay awesome thank you guys so much i appreciate it yeah. thanks alex, thanks, alex. Good luck. And, and good luck yeah we'd love to hear what what comes of this so hit us back up uh, later on and we'd love to hear the update Good luck, man. That's yeah. I hate to hear like that said, happen, but I'm glad to hear he had that warranty. Yes. That that is huge. A lot of times, people hear extended warranty offer and think, "Oh, that's just a way for, like he said, for someone to get more money out of you." Yeah. And then the day comes, you're like, "Oh, I wish I had done that." Well, not all extended. And you gotta be careful still. Though. Yeah, not not all extended warranties or, or service contracts, as they're actually called in, in the industry, are created equal. You know, you, again, like with everything else, we always say, do your research, do your homework, make sure that what you're buying is a quality product. And I mean, we started the show talking about our choice to do the extended warranty or, or maintenance. What is it called? Service package. Service contract. Service contract for the windshield. Yeah. Coverage and how grateful we are for that to happen because, as everyone out there knows, our roads are full of rock chip available opportunity yeah. well, i always tell all my friends you know I, I i'm happy to sell you a car we have great cars that I, i'm not going to ever tell you this car isn't ever going to break down that they are good cars but like everything in life it does have wear and tear it does break down i always recommend them to buy a, a service contract in the windshield protection a 2015 engine completely going kaput that seems I mean, that is a eight-year-old car now, seven-year-old car, because it's made in 14 issued. But is that – that's not a real good uh, uh, sign for the Hyundai Sonata there that a 2015 engine is already done. I don't – I don't know if that's fair to say. Really? Yeah, because we don't know enough. We don't know how this car was maintained prior to him buying that's a good it. Point. You yeah. know, we, we don't know that there's so many things that – you know that, that could affect and an engine good going bad so yeah could have been neglect by could, the previous owner yeah could, could have been so many things well uh th- but the nevertheless those things happen i mean even a brand new car driven off the, from the factory to the lot and given to someone can have a problem happen the next day i yes. i had my previous outback that i owned before my current one Twenty-three thousand miles the head gaskets went out on it no oh, wow i was downtown it was a sensor that went bad so the the engine didn't really know how hot it was, so it couldn't send the the, the fan. It didn't kick in the fan to to cool it down, and it ended up overheating. And one little sensor can cause your whole engine to go bad, you know. And and that's why warranties are important or, or and service contracts. Yep, for sure. All right, thanks, Alex. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you'd like to be like Alex and get in on the drawing, eight five five three four zero zone. Along those lines, George, uh, I I have a friend from uh, high school. Uh, who I saw say asked this question on Twitter yesterday, Big Don Eisenber- Eisenbarth, Big Don Do on Twitter. He and his family uh, just bought a used uh, Sorento. Okay. And they did a lot of research. I, he was, I was following him online uh, as he was looking for this new used car that they were lo- needing. And they landed on the Sorento and they bought it. 
The problem is he bought it from a rental company and a previous person has smoked in that mm. car mm-hmm. and he cannot get rid of that scent. Is there an industry secret to getting rid of bad odors in cars, uh, specifically cigarette smell? Depends how bad the odor is. Sometimes okay. it's so ingrained in there and so deep that you'll never get it out. Really? Yeah. If if, if somebody has smoked in with all the windows rolled up and hot boxed, hot boxed <laughs> it, and just I mean, you're you're never gonna get that out. But we do have deodorizers. You know, there's there's ozone machines you can hook up to it um, that'll basically run ozone through the whole car and try to absorb all wow. of those. Um, scent molecules. I don't know all the science behind it. I'm trying to sound smart. I believe they're called snifferators. Yeah. Sniffer- there you go. Thank you for... Sniffer cools. <laughs> yeah. But what, one thing to, to do, uh, make sure you change your cabin air filter out when you're... Because all the air is running through that. So if, if you've uh, cleaned the car, done everything, but not changed the cabin air filter, it might still smell. Um, you know, uh, some people will leave like a, a cup of like vinegar in the car overnight just to, to kind of absorb some of that smell as well. Um, baking soda, you know, just your your typical kind of deodorizing methods for anything. So there's not like a like a bug bomb that you can set off. There's, in there's there smoke and... bombs you can set off, but they just mask the smell. I feel like really, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of that. I tend to smell it through it, and then it smells worse on top of it with the smoke bomb. So I prefer the ozone method with you know just replacing as much of the cabin air filter, you know, filters and stuff as you can. What about like getting your the upholstery and all the cloth uh, material in the cabin deep cleaned, like shampooed yeah. and yeah, no, running a, a carpet cleaner over it? Yeah, that that'll help. But again, depends how how badly it's been smoked in. If if the Marlboro man is the previous owner, it's probably <laughs> with it forever. Huh? Yeah. All right, 855-340-ZONE. We will take our first break. We'll come back on the other side with more of your calls. Subaru is doing something really, really cool for some teachers out east. My mom being an elementary school teacher, my aunt, my other aunt, all elementary school teachers. I love to see teachers being uh, rewarded for their hard work, and Subaru is stepping up to the plate there. Also, we got to talk about bad news for you Ford Bronco fans. And I hate to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so. And slow down. Tell you why next here on Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Car Sense, 855-340 is going to be part of the show. I'm Austin Horton here with George Roska. George is the general sales manager of the Midtown Store, 3535 South State. Uh, you've also got the Southtown location with Roger Parkin and his team at 10920 South State in the Auto Mall. 
Uh, George, we have uh, open phone lines, 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in and shares a question, a comment, a story will be entered into the drawing for a free standard oil change with pickup and drop-off at the end of the show today. Alex was our first caller, and uh, he's now got a one-in-two shot because our next caller, Nell, is on the line. Good morning, Nell. Welcome to Utah Car Sense. Hi, Nell. Good morning. How are you? We're good, thank you. How are hey, you? I, I'm, I'm calling. I'm good, thanks. I'm calling uh, in uh, regard to the uh, previous caller that you had who had the, the engine go out on a 2015 Hyundai. Uh, I had a similar experience on a 2013 Hyundai, and I learned during that process that uh, Hyundai Motor Company had to extend a warranty on uh, engines that they had a problem with. And there were a range of years and serial numbers that fit that. And the problem they had is in the manufacture of the engine, and I'm not a mechanic, so I don't know, the, you know how they do it, but there, there were some uh, metallic shavings that were somehow uh, not flushed properly from the engine block. <clears throat> I had a 2013 Hyundai Sonata, and uh, my engine uh, went out at about 170,000 miles. I had it towed into the dealer, and uh, they looked at it, and initially they just did a couple of things that they thought fixed it. Uh, and are you there? Yes, we're we're listening to you. Yes. Okay, super. Uh, they uh, they did that, and then they took it out on a uh, uh, a road uh, test, and the engine froze up while they were out. Hmm. And so they they determined that that uh, the car had this problem. Okay. Uh, the problem I had is that the extended warranty was not going to apply because I was over the mileage. Uh, but they were able to, uh, through their contacts at the uh, in the service uh, uh, department of, of Hyundai to get approval to replace the engine. So they oh, replaced it with a, uh, a new long block that would, was actually rebuilt from a from a previous uh, block, but it was all new parts. Uh, everything uh, was great, and uh, it cost me nothing. Wow! They also, uh, they also because of the warranty, uh, paid for a rental car. Oh, cool! So they really took care so, of you now. Yeah, they did. And my only point for calling is, you know, maybe uh, the, the caller could uh, go back to the dealer. And just uh, pursue that, and and you know, not be aggressive, but be uh, emphatic uh, in terms of understanding, you know, what that warranty extension was, and whether or not that's something that may help him. Awesome, yeah, that's great advice. And and I've while you've been talking, looked that up, and yeah, it was like uh, to one point two million cars that had that problem from hyundai and kia combined they've since uh, figured yeah. it out but they, it's glad to, i'm glad to hear that in your case and it sounded like in the previous caller alex case 
that it's going to work out is just maybe maybe a time thing before it gets worked yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nell. Yeah. Appreciate it, you sharing that. Oh, you bet. You're welcome. Bye. Have a good day. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And that's another thought too is check to see if the uh, manufacturer themselves has done an extension if they've you know identified a common issue over the years. Um, you know, see if his car's part of that, and maybe that'll maybe that'll pay for his rental car. So yeah, uh, and I even. I like the idea of uh, pursuing perhaps a refurbished engine like Nell got. He got the long block was previously used, yeah, but everything else they put on that was new, yeah, and that's that's kind of a not a rebuilt engine, but a refurbished engine, and yeah, perhaps that's not that a bad could way get to go. Done. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you'd like to be part of the show, eight five five three four zero zone. George, I want to tell you uh, about, uh, or I want to let us let our listeners hear about what Subaru is doing back in New Jersey. Uh, Tom Dahl, the CEO of Subaru, is part of this news report and part of this initiative to give back to uh, the teachers uh, back there in Camden, New Jersey. And I wanted to play this report. I believe it's from ABC. Uh, but anyway, it, it's back there uh, in New Jersey, and it's it's something really cool. I know your mother was a school teacher. Yeah, my mother, my two aunts are school teachers. My grandmothers were both school teachers. Uh, so I want to just play this and, and champion what Subaru is doing. Go ahead, Eric. It is already back to school time in some states. For a lot of teachers, setting up their classroom means spending some of their own money. This segment is sponsored by Subaru, and it is teaming up with the nonprofit Adopt a Classroom to provide support to teachers and students across this nation. Take a look. This year, for many, back to school means back to the classroom, and for teachers like Sophia McCline, a welcoming environment is key. When students walk into my classroom, it's so important. They feel like it is just as much their classroom as it is my classroom. But it comes at a cost. Our teachers, our educators are traditionally uh, individuals who go into their pockets every year to make sure that their classroom environments are special. As teachers, we really struggle to provide everything to students that they need. It's a burden for families, too. A survey from adoptaclassroom.org finding that 92% of classrooms have students whose families cannot afford school supplies. We want the kids to be able to make sure that they have all the supplies that they need so that they can get their education off to a good start. Through its Subaru Loves Learning initiative, our sponsor Subaru and its retailers are partnering with Adopt a Classroom to help 4,700 classrooms all over the country, starting here in Camden, New Jersey. Good morning, Camden school teachers. Gathering together teachers and principals to share the good news. We are going to be supporting all K through five elementary schools in the city of Camden. Here come some of the books. Over 114,000 students are going to be receiving aid under our program and it's going to be providing the basic needs things like pencils and paper and crayons and calculators things that are so necessary for them to be able to succeed in school the gift from subaru is such a relief and it really helps our students know that the community cares about them and wants them to be successful 
This specific donation will lift the spirits of our teachers who are our unsung heroes. We are a city of uh, people who care deeply about the next generation of students. It takes a village to raise a child and it takes a village to do so effectively. Love to see that. We want to clear all the lists. And get this, this was shocking to me. According to one survey, teachers spend an average of $750 out of their own pockets on supplies. So this initiative is going to help a lot of teachers and students nationwide get what they really need. Amazing. Really, really, really cool of Subaru. It's sad that teachers have to spend I was money out of their that, own pockets. That story made me feel like both happy and and like proud but also really sad at the same time and i know my mom did this and i'm sure your mom did it too oh my mom where does I, lot, I would yeah. see her you know going out and buying whether it was candy or you know crayons or just whatever supplies were needed that she couldn't get from from the school she'd go out and just and just buy it out of her own pocket because they needed it and and she knew how important it was for those kids so i do love to see subaru stepping up and 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 you know providing that um and, and really stepping up for their local community you know subaru's headquarters is, is based there in, in new jersey um so it's uh, lovely to hear and and you you're right it's a little disheartening to to be reminded that teachers have to do that but I also think it's good to be reminded because as you might have a problem with your kids teacher now and then remind yourself okay yeah. this teacher's doing a lot more behind the scenes quietly than I even maybe know about give them the benefit of the doubt and and uh, work it out because too often teachers get blamed for things that they don't deserve the blame of and it's terrible that they have to spend seven hundred dollars of their own money uh there should be programs, you know, like taxes yeah. that should cover that stuff. Or at least make it tax right off, you know, where they can. <laughs> anyway. Why not? Yeah. Well, especially in like a place like New Jersey. Isn't there gambling in that in that <laughs> state? Can't they take the, those uh, that money and somehow uh, get a, get the lottery uh, to pay for teachers' funds? I don't know. Don't but. get us started. We'll fix society here in the next uh, 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to play that and thank Subaru for what they're doing. All right, uh, we've got a few listeners and a couple people on staff who are big fans of the Ford Bronco and the new look Ford Bronco. I'm not one of them. I, I, I liked it like when I first saw the picture, but when I saw one in real life, I was like, oh, like, no. But I do like the old Ford Bronco. So Me I'm, too. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the Bronco, just not the new one. The the new ones look more like a Chevron toy. Yeah, like uh, that you got back in the day. It's just weird. It's, but the the old and they more look like they're trying to be Jeeps. Than I, I don't even Broncos, know what they're trying to be. But uh, there are a lot of people that are fans of them. We had a guy here on staff that had put a deposit down for one, and then got sick of waiting and got it back and went and got himself a Toyota. <laughs> Good, uh, good decision. But Ford has delayed the production of the Bronco off-road SUV now due to issues with its hardtop supplier. Every two- and four-door hardtop model built so far is affected, and Ford says the replacement roofs won't be available until October at the very earliest. Ford will replace the roofs that have already been delivered and built. Those who ordered and have not gotten a build date will get a 22 model or can switch to a soft top model. So, if you're out there and have been thinking about it, or actually have a hard top Ford Bronco SUV, uh, you're going to need to get that fixed, replaced. I don't know. My recommendation would be to 
get it fixed. Yeah. Even if it takes a while. Yeah, go go to the dealer where you bought it from. Don't sell it. I would get it fixed. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I could see a lot of people out there thinking, oh, well, I'm just, I just want to be done with this and selling it. And I would recommend wading through and getting it, getting it fixed. But th- what, what, it's hard to say Ford isn't saying how this was overlooked or what, what the problem, how they could have avoided the problem. But it seems to me that this is just another feather in the cap for a company like a Subaru who takes way, 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 way long to release a, a car like the Ascent because they want to make sure it's pretty much perfect before they get it get it out on the road compared to the Ford Bronco that seemed a little rushed at the end, in my opinion. It, see, it took a while for it to ramp up, and we were told for a couple years it was coming, but once it was confirmed, it was like seemingly a few months later yeah, these were being they, given to people. I think they probably moved a little quickly, but um, you know, sometimes issues do pop up after the fact that you don't realize as you're you know and, until you're mass producing the vehicle some things just aren't foreseeable right so it could be that the supplier had issues with the materials they were using due to covid you know there, there, there's so many things that could have brought this on but yeah i'm with you I'd, I'd rather have a company take their time make sure that the product they're putting out is is good and has been tested and you're not going to have to you know bring it back three months later to, to replace the roof the good news is it's not crankshafts, it's not transmission drives, it's the roof. Yeah, and the car's still drivable, it's safe, it's, yes. it, you know, it, it's not a major issue, but it is going to cause you problems if you don't get it repaired. So there you go, a little uh, Ford Bronco news uh, for you there. Also, would you just uh, slow down already, everybody? Sorry, I was in a rush getting here this morning. Ro- uh, George, terrible. Sales Shame meeting. on Sales you. meeting went long. Naughty, naughty. Portland, Maine. Uh, motorists put the pedal to the metal during the pandemic and police are worried as roads get busy with the final stretch of summer travel. The latest data shows the number of highway deaths in 2020 was the greatest in more than a decade, even though cars and trucks drove fewer miles. The reason for that was more open roads, driving more, faster, more pedal to the metal, yep. With whether it was on purpose or not. People, when you've got more space around, you tend to go a little faster. Yeah. When there's less cars, and so then you get in a wreck, the higher the speed, the more fatalities that's going to happen. Well, it's the same case here in the state of Utah, where we had more deaths, uh, more fatal uh, traffic de- deaths last year than any year in the state's history, and that is with less cars on, on the road. Now, I, I don't know what's going to change this, George. I don't, because... I feel like I'm yelling this into the wind every week on this show to slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And inevitably, driving home today, there will be seven people that will be wanting to go 95 miles an hour behind me in the far right lane. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And riding your bumper to get out of, out of their way. While texting on their phone. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's going to fix it. I don't. But we do need to just slow down. Maybe you leave a few minutes earlier. I don't know. I don't know what the – but there's – and Jake Scott here on The Zone is a big proponent of this. There are studies that show even going eight miles over the speed limit only gets you a place to a place on average like 20 seconds sooner than it would. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. It, I, I watch it on State Street. You know, my, my desk kind of faces out on State Street, so I, I watch the traffic go by. And you're right. There's so many people that are just like – 
80 miles an hour on State Street with cars pulling across all three lanes and motorcycles and pedestrians. And it's ah. like, oh, my God. Every, every day it's just like I'm, I'm waiting and it's praying that an accident doesn't happen. And, and yeah, it's, it don't, you're not going to get there any faster. You're still going to hit that red light. You're still going to get stuck behind that, that slow bus or, or, or school bus or whatever it may be. Just it's not worth it to put your life at risk, other people's life at risk. It's it's terrible, and I think what's gonna hopefully slow it down is traffic getting heavier again. As much as I hate traffic, if if traffic's heavy, people aren't able to go eighty miles an hour, yeah. and and then hopefully the fatalities go back down. To that, and that's what this national study out of uh, Maine is saying is that places like L.A., New York, Chicago, uh, that are heavily trafficked always, even yeah. in pandemic times, there's not these fatality rise rising fatalities because you're still stuck in traffic. Yeah. But out west and in, in the Midwest and places where it's more a little more wide open, the only thing they're seeing that is even remotely uh, bringing a slowdown is positioning cops out on the road with their lights flashing. Yeah. They say to... that's the only thing that is making people slow down. And I think that makes sense. But we also can't just can't put a cop have our, every have third our mile. officers just chilling on the road everywhere. Yeah. So what do we do? Do we build fake cop cars with fake lights on no, them and park people them? know where the fake cop cars are? And <laughs> speed cameras. I'm not a fan of those. You know, it's like. But when you see a, a police car with its lights flashing, everyone taps those brakes. Yeah, I slow down. Yep, for sure. So maybe that, but we don't have the mass numbers of police officers to just. Hang out on no, the side of the road. No, we need them out doing better things. Than- <laughs> so we need to be more responsible and just slow down. Take it easy. All right. Uh, KSL had a list of everything you need to know when buying a pre-owned vehicle. Oh, I love these lists. I'm sure George knows all of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll quiz him anyway, anyhow. Uh, before you start looking, the first thing to consider when buying a used car is your needs and wants. I mean, that's pretty basic, but I'd say, yeah, that, that's Duh. a good place to start. Like, don't go out and just buy whatever your friends tell you to buy. <laughs> uh, make a pros and cons list. Yeah. Do the old uh, it, pad to paper or pen to paper. Uh, research makes the difference uh, between uh, a good decision and a bad decision, they say. Shopping for a car with over 64,000 cars uh, on its database, KSL Cars, could have what you're looking for, but there's also places like Mark Miller, Subaru. You're now ready to reach out to the seller, make an appointment to see the vehicle, whether it's for sale by owner or a dealership. So make sure you've done your research and now reach out. If you're working with private sellers when buying a used car, working with private sellers might yield a higher likelihood of learning its backstory. Dealers rarely know a vehicle's history or have any record of it beyond a Carfax report. Your see, answer to that, George. I'm going to say that's false. I would too. I, I think sometimes dealers could have better history than, than a private seller because Sorry. a private seller is going to just have their own history, not the previous owners, whereas a yeah. dealership may have more. They may have serviced that car since it was brand new for all three owners. Um, or, you know, Carfax may have that uh, history as well on, on their record. So um, n- not necessarily true. Yeah, I, that's a... That's, uh Base by base case. And, not, and, and it's so. not like a private seller is ever going to be like, yeah, this car's got a rod knock on cylinder three and <laughs> uh, throwing this code. They're, you know, they're still going to tell you that, oh, yeah, this car's great. It runs great. I've never had a problem with it. And uh, good luck. <laughs> what are some questions that you think people should ask when they're uh, buying a used car? Um, 
I don't know about necessarily questions, but what I would recommend people do is um, if they're buying from a retailer, um, a, a dealership, ask to see the inspection report, ask to see what the dealership found on that car, um, ask to see what they repaired on it. Um, and if you're buying from a private seller, I don't know if I necessarily ask them a lot of questions, but I'd take it to a mechanic and I'd get the car inspected. Are there are there mechanics that will do just a, a once over for a, a nominal fee? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, is that the, something you guys offer? Um, we we don't. Um, and unfortunately, our shop is is quite busy that we we don't dedicate um, our, someone to that service. But I know there's specialty services. Um, we actually have worked with one here locally in Salt Lake called Blue Star. Um, they'll actually come out to, to your house or to your work if you want or, or to the private seller's house, look at the car, um, look underneath, take photos, show you every all the leaks, what, what it needs, and kind of give you an estimate on what the repairs would be. Uh, so questions after questions, the inspecting of the car yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you take a, a good uh, uh, look at all the things on the outside and inside of the car. Yeah. What are some trouble areas to make sure you check off each time so you know take a look to, to make sure that um the, the panels all line up on the exterior that the the paint is the same color that it's the same texture um to you know if, if you notice paint work being done that could be indicative of, of bigger issues underneath um so definitely something to to look further into um you know look at the tires make sure that they've got good tread left uh, just overall the car's safe before you go out and drive it and then when you drive it check the brakes make sure they don't pulsate vibrate um let go of the steering wheel for a second make sure it drives straight um make sure the steering wheel doesn't shake at, at higher speeds you know at freeway speeds that could be indicative of a of a balancing problem um so just a couple of basic things that you can do yourself um check the heat and the air conditioning yes. and the cool yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah check the heat i know it's 100 degrees out there but make sure the heater's working this is a weird one that i think people forget at least i did the first time i was buying a car i almost bought the car without popping the hood yeah, and my dad, I called my dad just to say, "Hey, would you mind help me out here?" And he came down. He's like, "You haven't even popped the hood," and the person I was buying the car from was like, "Oh, well, actually, you can't open the hood currently." And like, then you're what? like, "Then you're like, but what about those twenty inch rims?" <laughs> exactly. Uh, pop the hood and the trunk. Make sure that yeah, even just the mechanics of popping the hood and the trunk work. Yeah, you know, even but- if you don't know what to look for in the hood. But- Le- Lift the mat uh, up uh, in the trunk. Make sure to check for water damage. Make sure the car hasn't been in a flood or, or things like that. Uh, definitely pop the hood. Check the, the oil. Check the, the filters. Everything that's you know available to you is typically marked in yellow for, for you to check. So, And if you're not mechanically inclined, call Blue Star. Call somebody that, that knows what they're doing. Don't just assume or, or go buy off what the seller's telling you that it's a good car. Yeah, and that's Blue Star and places like that. They're not motivated by you buying that car or not they're motivated no. by giving you a good report on yeah it, so yeah all right and then of course test drive it make offers maybe get pre-approval so you know how much you're going to be if you're going to be financing it that Certainly. sort of thing yeah. 855-340-ZONE alex and nell are in the drawing and now our friend don can also be included don welcome to utah car sense what's up don yeah enjoy your show i uh i've had about seven uh, uh seven hyundais Wow. And some of the best cars we've ever owned. I, uh, in fact, we sold one uh, to a, a recently returned missionary the other day that had uh, 160000 still going strong. And he's, he's still driving it. We sold it three years ago, and he, he uh, sold it. He, I mean, he's dr- still driving it. 
But anyway, I had uh, an issue with my 2015 Sonata. Uh, I've had, as I said, I've had a couple of different Sonatas, loved them. I generally don't keep them to 170000 but the other day I was talking to a mechanic at the Hyundai dealer about the issue with the engine, the Hyundai Theta engine manufactured in Alabama. And that's my car. And he said, basically, you have a lifetime engine on that car. Even though they extended the warranty to 120000 he says, don't ever sell it because Hyundai will replace They don't say this, but they will replace the engine whenever. It doesn't matter what the mileage is at no cost to you. Wow. So he said, don't, don't ever sell that car, which is a great warranty. You know, and the 100,000 miles is good enough, but I've got 105 on mine. And I thought, my gosh, I better sell it before 120, but not now. He said, keep it. Um, anyway, I just wanted to make people aware that, that uh, a lot of the models uh, that I've owned, I've never had an engine go out on the cars, but uh, they will cover it and they'll take care of you. So that's nice to hear. It's good that the company backs you up like that. Yeah, that's I've never heard of That's amazing. That's good. That's it's cool. A lifetime engine. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, if it does have an issue on those covered models, you know, those ones that are under. And it goes all the way up to 2018. So the, the models that were built in Alabama, the Hyundai Theta engines, which includes my Santa Fe, by the way, which only has 30,000 miles, are covered by the lifetime engine warranty. Thanks for the call, Don. Thanks for the info. Yeah, that was uh, the Theta was that problem that uh, that Nell was telling us about with the metal shavings uh, back in the day. That was the most of them were from that Alabama, but they've taken care of that and they have squared it away. Jake Scott here on staff drove a Hyundai uh, Sonata or a Elantra. I can't remember which, uh, but forever, like up to almost three hundred thousand miles, until it finally. There were so many problems with it that it was time for him to, and he actually went with a legacy, got himself a, a Subaru legacy, but he swears by Hyundai. We've got a lot of good partners here on the station that sell Hyundai, and sounds like they, the, your grandpa's Hyundai, so to speak, is not the same case anymore. They've really stepped their game up well, it's good and to improved hear, their car. It's good to hear that they're taking care of those issues, because like we said, issues do pop up, and... Um, it's it's good to see them standing behind their product and not even putting a mileage um, limitation on there. I didn't know that. So no, that's so, cool. That, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. I mean, that's Alex, Nell, and Don now that have all said they've but, at least been worked with yeah, by Hyundai yeah. when they've had problems. So eight five five three four zero zone, eight five five three four zero zone. Gary is next up on Utah Car Sense. Good morning. Hey, you guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um. My, my question is, I bought a car, a, a 2017 Range Rover, uh, bought it from Harrison, which is typically a, a good dealer, and I'm not saying that they're not, I'm sure they are, but uh, we, when we bought it, we got a Carfax report that it was a clean Carfax, never been uh, in an accident or anything, and we bought it kind of under that auspices, and then we probably had the car for about, oh, about three months months i want to say and we got another carfax report actually sent out from the dealership itself that um it, it had been in a, a accident where airbags had been deployed and and um so i'm just i, I called the dealership I, I won't tell you they've they've what they said was they didn't know about it and they're trying to deal with the auction group that they bought it from and but it didn't it just didn't feel very good. So should I be concerned about this, or is this something that happens? And 
And as consumers, we just don't know about it. Hmm. Good questions. Yeah, yeah, really good questions. Sorry to hear that uh, that that popped up after the fact. Um, I have had experience with this prior, um, and one thing to look on the actual Carfax report itself, it should say on that when when it popped up with the accident and the airbags deployed, what date that information was reported to Carfax, because it, the the dealership could be right that they, they they didn't know at the time, and it's that the information was reported to Carfax um, after the fact that, that, that they sold it to you. Now, I can only tell you what I've done in prior situations like this. I can't speak for Harrison or, or you know, there's really no standard way to deal with this across the industry. Um, I am glad that they're willing to work with you as far as at least trying to contact the auction group because there should be some sort of um, adjustment being made because that does affect the value of the car if it was just a you know small fender bender accident minor airbags didn't deploy i would say don't worry about it but on a range rover with airbags deployed that will affect you know the the reseller trade in value when you do um in, in the past i've bought those cars back from the customer um i've, I've just basically paid them for what they what they paid for it i gave them all their money back and we just undid the transaction um because i didn't feel it was the right thing to do um for them to get stuck with that car um so i would just pursue you know harrison in in, in a friendly nice way you know don't don't sure. get mad and yell and scream and all that that never helps but well to, that's not to, fun george to, to see <laughs> that, it's always fun to start that way but uh no never really gets you far but i would pursue to see if they'll buy it back from you or at least work with you if you do want to keep the car on the value of of what it you know uh, on what it would affect it to have that airbag deployed okay uh, well okay thanks i just um uh it, it kind of felt like i i'm i'm the one that's kind of initiating it and I, i'm with you about the fact I, I guess i was kind of hoping more about hey you know they would be more aggressive about getting a remedy but uh i kind of i googled a little bit just enough to be dangerous and see that it, it does happen so yeah any rate i'll try to work it out and thanks for the show you guys i love listening to you yeah thank you Gary. thank yeah. you and, and and try contacting carfax themselves you know carfax has the guarantee against branded titles they don't have anything against airbag deployment but at least contact them and let them know that that information was wrong it it, it might help the process along the line, you know, where they, they get their data sources checked out a little bit better. But yeah, that's that's more of a Carfax issue than, than a dealership issue. But I do hope the dealership's willing to work with you and uh, and at least pursue them um, to, to, to do that. So thanks, Gary. Yeah, uh, George, you worked with me specifically on one of these cases with my Honda CRV several years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember yours too. I bought a, a used CRV and it had hail damage, but not then that was the only thing on the Carfax was it was on the the uh, car transporter and got stuck in a hailstorm in Denver, Colorado, and oh, every yeah. car on that transporter was damaged by hail. Uh, so I, I went ahead, got the Carfax, got checked, and felt good about it, bought the car. And then about a year later, discovered, well, thanks to help from you, that another report had then popped up mm -hmm. after the fact that made it a salvage title car. When I bought it, it wasn't salvage title, when, but it, it turns out that yeah. these things, it, it's all dependent on what gets reported and what doesn't get reported to insurance companies, really. Right, right. And sometimes those things take a minute. And so while it's an uneasy feeling, Gary, it is, and it can immediately at first feel like 
because I felt the same way with the person that I, that I bought my car from. It can feel like, hey, they knew about this and and pulled one over on me. But honestly, it happens all the time, right, George, where they didn't know about they it. They didn't. And yeah. it just pops up after the fact. Yeah. And that's where the buyer beware kind of comes in. And, yeah. But hopefully you'll get it worked out and they'll work with you on some sort of thing. It's glad I'm glad to hear that you specifically, George, just take that car back and say, let's find you a different spot. Let's just find you a different car, I would say. All right, let's get to hour number two on the other side, 855-340-ZONE. Got to tell you what happened with an MMA fighter uh, in a parking lot in Denver. Got to tell you about uh, a sinkhole in Florida and a Mississippi woman looking for damages, uh, suing for damages because of a bad construction zone, something we're all familiar with here in this state. Tell you about that and more in hour two of Utah Carstens.